Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. And we're talking with Hunter Muller because it's game day. I even got a little game day theme music here. We love it. Get your Friday going, people. Well, we got big news. We went, we had blew past 10,000 listeners and we hit 11,000 listeners last night. Congratulations. All right. Well, that's enough of the theme music, I guess, to keep me out of the copyright trouble. Uh, yeah, you don't want that. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for uh, being with us, Hunter. And it's game day, baby. So you yep. you got a whole list of just super competitive, exciting games. What's going on? Yeah, we'll just we'll go through. I'm going to go through the big schools first, and we'll just go down the list. So uh, first up, we got. Uh, Washington looking looking to bounce back after you know they started the season with those two wins over Burlington, Mount Pleasant, and then they lost to uh, um, uh, Clear Creek and Mana and Fort Madison the last two weeks. Uh, they uh, host Grinnell tonight. Uh, they're looking to get back on track, and that should that should be another uh, good game, uh, winnable game for the uh, for the Demons. So, yeah, that's what that's what uh, that's what uh, Scotty said too. Well, yeah, and you know it's you know we were talking about you know Washington looking looking so good out the gate, and you know they've been tested these couple two weeks. Obviously, Kirky Command is a good a good squad, and then you know Fort Madison's doing what they're doing, and uh, so this is you know district play uh, for for the Demons here. So this is where you know all the fun begins, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, well, let's just take you got at least seven different teams you're following this week. I'm thinking so, uh, or maybe fourteen. I'm not sure. So yeah, four. So you got 14 teams, maybe some of them play each other, but uh, let's start somewhere and just start going through them. Yeah. So uh, before we, before we move on from Washington, I want to, um, I'll just run through some of the, you know, their stat leaders just to get their names out there. Like we kind of talked about, I know you like, you like doing that. So uh, uh, Ethan Patterson's their quarterback. He's thrown for 254 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Taven Stewart uh, leads on the ground with 435 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, Patterson also has 207 yards rushing, and Jude Brown's rushed for 133 yards. And then uh, Brown also receives the, or leads them in uh, the receiving column with uh, 98 yards and touchdown and seven catches. Evan Vandermolen has 56 yards um, and five receptions in the touchdown, and Luke Bean Blossom has 54 yards in the touchdown, and Stewart has 46 yards as well. And then uh, James Straubel leads them on the defensive end with 36 total tackles, uh, 21 of which are solo. Uh, so, um, if you want to move move right along, we'll move on to the next big school. We've got Fairfield, and uh, Fairfield's uh, heading down to Keokuk. And I know you you know you talked about the the, the Keokuk defense, and obviously Fairfield's had had a little str- uh, struggles here here of late. Obviously, they picked up a win last week against Knoxville, um, but it, it took it took uh, all of them and some more to pull out that one. And we we were talking about Knoxville being a little down. We thought it'd be you know a breezy victory for uh, Fairfield, but and a tough one in that, uh, but now they're taking on uh, you know a tough Chief squad that's been playing well well of late. Both teams coming to this one uh, uh, two and two. Um, so this is going to be this is going to be another another. Uh, this should be another tight game here between these two teams. Yeah, that's a it's it's a uh, it's a really intriguing game. Uh, um, 
Keokuk's offense has some has some strong points. I know they have a really good uh, receiver and a strong arm quarterback, and he kind of likes to. It just seems like no matter what happens, he breaks at least a couple couple touchdowns. Their offense hasn't lit up the lit up the the, the countryside there, but their defense their defense mm-hmm. seems to be leading the way for Keokuk. And uh, Scotty Melvin says as a team they've got like sixteen turnovers, and only one guy has more than one. So uh, it's just an across the board thing. Um, tell tell me about uh, uh, you know. Uh, I'm starting to really give a lot of credit to Fairfield's defense, though. You know, um, they didn't crumble against Fort Madison, and looks like Fort Madison's a lot more powerful of an offense than I thought they were. Uh, but uh, you know, and they didn't. You know, they, 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 the defense has played really well, maybe wearing down in the last minute or two of the game. But uh, uh, Fairfield's defense is pretty good. I can see this being a low-scoring affair, but. Uh, What's Fairfield's offense got to do against Keokuk's defense to get some points on the board? Well, you know, the last, last, uh, you know, well, I guess I'll say, you know, Hunter Shishini is still leading them in, uh, in uh, rushing yards. Uh, so, you know, that, that kind of tells me there, and, you know, he's been out, what, two games now. So that kind of tells me they haven't been able to get that run game going. And, you know, they're playing, like you said, tough defense this week. So they've got to find a way to open up that, They've got to find a way. That's probably going to be the difference in the game for them is if they can find a way to get that run game going because, um, you know, so far it's kind of it's kind of limited them on, you know, what what um, opposing defenses um, are looking for. You know, that's kind of – that's really hurt them in that area. So the biggest thing, you know, I guess from my perspective is all about the about, – all about Fairfield's run, run offense and see, see what they can, you know, kind of, you know uh, – See if they can figure something out to get it going this week because it's kind of hurt them in that area in the last couple of games here, as we've seen. Yeah, this isn't a team that's easy to run against either. Um, well, uh, yeah. Well, Fairfield um, got a big win there, two and two. Uh, this would be a huge win for them, wouldn't it? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, sitting at two and two, and, uh, you know, the winner, winner of this one's going to be three and two, and, you know, you're sitting that much closer, you know you know that much better chance to make the playoffs so uh you know definitely from here on out it's you know we're getting in the mid-season here late late mid-seasons in the uh you know is looking ahead and you know every game's getting more important from here on out well does Fairfield who does Fairfield have that 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 likes to get turnovers and how are they doing as a team on getting turnovers um let me let me take a look here I haven't I haven't looked at that statistic. But no, I mean, from, you know, what I've seen when I was at, you know, Fairfield, uh, you know, their defense is, is pretty good. They like, you know, they keep teams, you know, at bay, but it's just, you know, they kind of, as we've seen in a couple of their losses, they've just let that one, you know, one offensive play slip in the last, you know, the final, final minutes of the game. So that's where they've kind of been, that's where they've kind of been, you know, well, what's made the difference in the games. But um, um, it looks like from their stats, they have no fumble, uh, no fumble recoveries, no interceptions on the season so far. So, you know, they haven't been able to, you know, judging by that, if that's correct, you know, they haven't been able to get too many turnovers. But, you know, they haven't, you know, allowed teams, you know, a lot of points in their you know, the, their, their defense losses, has, you know. Has, has done, you know, real great. Uh, Keokuk's defense is, I think, 
outside of Waco is the second highest uh, turnover team. So that's something to look forward to in that game. But let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to throw out some sponsors along with some of these games. And uh, I want to mention Washington Discount Tires and the Tumwa for the Washington game. And I want to mention Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa for uh, the Fairfield game. Uh, they, they sponsored the Fairfield Trojans. And uh, uh, if you need a car, call David. So, uh, well, uh, what else? You got any other thoughts on Fairfield Keokuk or, or, or are we moving on? Uh, I'll just uh, read uh, read uh, their their statistical leader real quick, just who's leading the top. So Tate Allen leads them, and or Tate Allen plays quarterback. He's leading with 678 passing yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, uh, leading him, leading him on the ground, Shasini still has 180 yards and a touchdown. Um, Allen follows with 161 yards and a touchdown, and then uh, the running back now, Miles McEntee, has 117 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we talked about Max Wheaton. He's the leading receiver. He has 24 catches for 363 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, and defensive, defensively, Lucas Cosmo uh, and Sam Wheaton both have 11 ta- uh, tackles apiece, and uh, Wheaton leads the team with seven solos. So, uh, just to throw out some of their names, and you were kind of mentioning, you know, who's going to be, you know, big for uh, Keokuk. I guess I'll mention that real quick. Is uh, you men- mentioned the the name that sticks out the most, or the statistics that stick out the most, is Diego Garcia, which is that's their leading receiver. He has yeah, he's catches. good, man. He has twenty one catches for three hundred and fifty six yards. Twenty one catches is a lot, <laughs> and five touchdowns. So, um, you know, it, it, I feel like Keokuk is a you know a pretty dangerous team especially with the defense they've got going there. So, Yeah, they're coming off of two straight wins off of good quality teams. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I think they're they're looming out. See, like, it, one of these two teams is, is going to be in great shape to make the playoffs after this game. And one of these two teams is going to be looking at a long, uh, a long, hard slide, aren't they? Yeah, if you lose this game, you've got to, you know, you've got to uh... – you got to be be prepared the next couple of weeks because you know, like I said, mentioned every game, every game starts to matter a little more as you as you progress. Okay. But uh, if we want to move right on to the next one, we've got um, uh, we've got Mount Pleasant. Um, let's see here, taking on Fort Madison. Yeah. Now Mount Pleasant, you know the the story of the of their season, you know, so far has been they've had a great passing game. Um. But just haven't been able to – they put points on the board, but they haven't been able to slow teams. And they've got an undefeated uh, 4-0 Fort Madison team coming coming in that's been absolutely rolling. Obviously, they saw what they did, uh, 37-0 uh, – to Washington last week. Um, I think we were all a little surprised about that about that outcome. But uh, we, it's another another tough week, uh, another tough opponent for, for Mount Pleasant in this one. Well, uh, Fort Madison is uh, uh, really knocking – at the door of the top 10. They're getting votes and polls for the top 10. Uh, last week, I really thought was the big breakout performance of theirs. And uh, uh, long story short, they're going to roll in this game. But uh, I want to hear about Mount Pleasant's offense because they lead the state in uh, completions. And uh, they've got to have some gaudy uh, uh, statistics for the year for uh, throwing the ball. So uh, do, you have, do you have any information on that? Yeah, so uh, Jacob Brickman uh, is, you know, heads of their offensive attack uh, quarterback. Um, 
He's complete. He's thrown 158 times and completed 107 passes. Um, and he's that's those completions is good enough for 1,063 yards and nine touchdowns. He's completed 23 more passes than anyone else in the state of Iowa. That's crazy. And then you know, and that's crazy to think about. You know, you've had that offensive attack. You think you you think they'd have you know some big wins there, but uh, Wyatt Woodsmall's caught 32 passes for 392 yards and four scores. Carter Amos 25 passes, 217 yards, um, and Garrett Cook, Bowen Davis, and Peyton Higgins all have over 130 yards receiving. And uh, uh, Mount Pleasant's running back is uh, Zarek Enos. He's kind of been leading them on the ground, 138 yards, two scores. Um, and Higgins is uh, ran for 50 or Higgins is ran for 50 yards and one score. Um, so you know it's for Mount Pleasant. You know you obviously see that they're you know running that. They're running more of the spread offense. Uh, they're throwing a lot, so they haven't they haven't ran a lot on the ground, which is you know they've kind of struggled in that area. The uh, the first two games, obviously, Coach Trigo kind of mentioned you know working on the offensive line last time I talked to him, and that was uh, after the wa- uh, loss to Washington. So it seems like they're going with the more pass heavy heavy game, um, just because they haven't got been able to get that run going, and because you know teams are scoring on them you know early and often, so they've they've been kind of forced to the past to try to get back in the game but um it's just just been a struggle here early uh for for the panthers and they've got this uh tough uh formats and formats and team that kind of kind of thrives on both sides of the ball um has been holding teams down and has been uh you know hasn't done that hasn't had to do like too much on the offensive end but uh can if they want to uh, they've got a leading lead the way with uh, 680 uh, yards passing, eight touchdowns. He also got 97 yards rushing, one touchdown. And uh, the running back is Teague Smith. He's uh, ran for 297 yards, three touchdowns. And then Henry Wiseman's been their main uh, main receiver, 13 receptions, 247 yards, two touchdowns. So, uh, you know, we're we're in this one. We're going to see you know a team that's that's thrived on the offensive end, but been more you know kind of lackluster on the uh, on the defensive end. Um, you know, you're just thinking about what, you know, Mount Pleasant could be if they had that defense rolling. It would be, I mean, they'd be insane. But, uh, you know, Fort Madison's kind of got an equal balance on both sides of the ball. So it's going to be another tough uh, matchup for Mount Pleasant in this one. But it uh, should be an all, you know, good game with these two coming from the Southeast Conference. And, uh, you know, the, the teams in that conference really like to go at each other. So should be it should be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll say this for Mount Pleasant. They put three touch, three, they, they get in the end zone three times against everybody. It doesn't matter who they play. Right. You know what I mean? The, I think they scored at least 20 points against every single team they played this year. So there hasn't been a defense that's really got out there and stopped them, have they? No, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, they're scoring up in the, you know, mid you know, mid twenties, uh, every game, it's just that, you know, they're allowing teams to put, you know, like 40 and, and 50 on them. So that's, you know, really, that's the only thing if they could, if they could get, um, like I said, that defense role, they'd be, you know, they'd be fine. Yeah. But it's not a waste of time to go see Mount Pleasant because they got one of the most exciting offenses in the state of Iowa. So, uh, that's, uh, that's another good one we got going there. So, yeah. Uh, so that uh, completes the uh, big, uh, the kind of the big our big school area. So now we want to small small school, which we got some some great matchups here, uh, as you know. 
Uh, first off, we're going to jump right in probably one of the most exciting games, if not the most exciting game of, of the week that we cover, which would be New London heading over to Waco. Well, let me, let me throw a sponsor out there real quick for this game. Yeah. Uh, John Bain of Wayland, Iowa has written a book. It's called Christie's Journey. The Beat Goes On. He's right there, lives in Wayland. Uh, uh, you can get his book anywhere. The books are sold online. Or you can go to his Facebook page, get an autographed copy. It's an inspirational story. And uh, uh, let's let's support a guy that's uh, you know from around here. If you like reading books, you might as well read one from someone around the area. But this is a big game. This is the Scotty Melvin uh, uh, game. We call in this the rivalry game of the week. Uh, what do you what do you know about this game? Well, uh, you know, new you know Waco has been hot all season. Obviously, uh, they're they're five and zero. New London lost to uh, you know the close ones to begin the season against Moravia Clarksville, but you know they won three straight with a big win over Winfield and uh, uh, two games ago. So. Um, both teams come into this one uh, undefeated in the district. Uh, Waco's number two. Uh, this is anytime these obviously when these two two teams met last year, it was seven nothing, and I believe a touchdown late in the game was the deciding factor. So anytime these two schools go at it, it seems like in any sport, it's always closer than every. I wouldn't say it's closer, but I mean I don't know if closer is the way to say it, the way to say it, but. These two, basically, these two team, two teams go at each other, and it always comes down to the wire. It seems like no matter you know what, you know one team's ranking is, or you know all that hoopla, or whatever. But uh, just just the rivalry between these two schools is setting up to be uh, another just battle on the on the gridiron. So, well, well we kicked off the season uh, with uh, uh, with you covering this New London Moravia game. That was the the Friday night week zero game. And then Saturday we went to Martinsdale. To, uh, we got a, off to a great season. But uh, uh, Moravia is a juggernaut of a team. I mean, they just – they put 70 points on everybody at the blink of an eye every single week. But uh, yeah. uh, uh, I thought New London played really well against them. And uh, they didn't have Blaze Porter. But they put 50-some points on the board. And uh, they caught my attention right off the bat. And uh, it just seems like uh, – uh, they, they they played great teams like Winfield and come out on top. Uh, uh, they are uh, in a great position. They, they've won some conference games. And uh, uh, a win here would uh, 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 seal the deal for them to go in the playoffs, wouldn't it? Oh, it definitely, you know, it would be a big win. If New London comes in here and, you know, takes down, you know, number two Waco, um, which, you know, Waco is obviously the favorite. Um, it'd be a, it'd be a huge one for the Tigers, uh, especially just momentum wise. And, uh, um, as you mentioned, you know, district wise. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens tonight, but it uh, should well, be, it should be a slugfest. Waco's sure. played, uh, uh, they played Iowa Valley and they played Southeast Warren, which are teams I would put in the league with, uh, uh, new London. You know, when they've yep. come out on top, but boy, does New London, I mean, does Waco look good or what? Yeah, you know, the bodies they have on the field, too, uh, um, you know, defensively, you know, I think their most exciting factor is obviously they have all the offensive weapons, but, it, you know, you love a good, you love a good defense, and, you know, that's what they've been, they've been rolling with. I mean, I feel like, you know, they could be putting like, they could be putting 70, 70 plus on teams, but, you know, that defense has just been, just been holding teams to, you know, I mean, they've, they've only, you know, the most they've allowed all season is the Iowa Valley uh, high powered offense. And that was 26 points and they beat them 54, 26. So you know, that says something about what Waco's doing over there on 
uh, on the defensive end. So that's kind of their most exciting factor that I'm looking forward to well, in this game. Let's talk about a couple other teams at the, uh, around uh, Moravia and Iowa Valley. Moravia and Iowa Valley are, are teams that push the ball down the field and get into the end zone quick and strike hot. And Waco's not that kind of team. You know what I mean? Waco's the ball control, run the ball, uh, move the chains. Uh, uh, so they don't always have the super high high totals, but uh, the separation between them and the other team that they play is always uh, pretty significant. And uh, uh, we've never seen the the unleash the full potential of the Waco offense, have we? No, I don't think so because you know it's like you know so far this season. You know, I wasn't at the Iowa Valley game, but you know that's the team that has basically you know kind of given them the the biggest the biggest test besides, you know, that Southeast Warren, which I, I didn't see that one too, but, you know, I can't imagine when you got, you know, all their weapons out there really, you know, really trying to, you know, put it on you, I guess, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be a sight to see when we see that, but we're, we're waiting to see, you know, who's going to do that to them. You know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see when Waco, when it's, you know, late third, fourth quarter and, you know, the games, you know, a, you know, a touchdown will decide. I want to see what, you know, what Waco's all about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, what do you, uh, I, you know, Scotty and I both picked uh, uh, Waco with the games at home. Uh, oh, I got one more question about it. Last year, uh, it was a seven to nothing game in New London. Um, yep. Uh, are you expecting a low scoring game? Are you expecting a high scoring game? Or, or, or is, is it a repeat of last year? Or, were we throwing out the book and starting over with the with the shootout? I mean, this could be any kind of game, couldn't it? Yeah, it definitely could. I, I if I had to guess, there wouldn't be, it won't be a seven zero game again. <laughs> That's my dig on it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, you got it some stats. Seven, it won't be seven nothing. You got some stats on both these teams because I bet they've got some gaudy uh, numbers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with New London since uh, they're at the top here of varsity bound. But uh, uh, Dom Lopez uh, has completed 40 passes, 590 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's been a real efficient um, on the ground. Uh, Bowden Pickle uh, leads them with 297 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and thir- just 33 carries. He's averaging nine yard a carry. Um, Rian Seberg has 254 uh, yards on 42 carries, four touchdowns. Uh, Lopez, as I mentioned, quarterback has 253 yards, four touchdowns. And then Blaze, uh, Blaze Porter, uh, rounds them out with 162 yards on 23 carries, three touchdowns. Uh, so they've got a real, you know, they've got a real potent, uh, running attack over there with some, with some heavy, some heavy hitters that like to run. They got a lot of weapons. They got a lot of defense. But what, what about this Lopez guy? He seems to be kind of an elite quarterback. What's your opinion on him? Yeah, you know, um, you know, he's known for wrestling. That's his, you know, his main sport. Uh, but he's just, um, you know, a, a smart kid, and he likes to. Um, I, I, I've been told. I know some of the people over in New London you know, went to school with him that are helping coach, and so, and they said that you know he just loves the. He loves he loves the physicality of the game, which you know makes sense since he's a wrestler, things like that. So, um, you know, I think he's just smart with. He's obviously smart with the ball. If he's got ten touchdowns, um, no interceptions, so. Um, just smart, smart all-around player. Yeah, and but, what about Waco? I'm sure they got stats for days. 
Well, yeah, well, I'll say one more thing for receiving for uh, for New London. Uh, you know, Porter missed that first game, and I believe I believe he either came back the next game against Clarksville or, or the uh, or the uh, following game against Tri County. But he's he's got 11 receptions for 232 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging 21.1 yards per catch, so he's been uh, huge for them. And then Evan Reed's got 193 yards and nine receptions for three touchdowns as well. So those two have been uh, they're kind of the main targets over there. But for Waco. Um, you know they've they've been dominant all season long. Isaac Oswalds ran the quarterback position. He's got 732 yards, uh, passing 11 touchdowns. Um, on the rushing side, we know that Simeon Reichenbach is the is you know heads that run game. Uh, he's got 492 yards, 12 touchdowns. He's he's running for 10 and a half yards a carry. So he's running about a first down, first down and some every every single time he's touched the ball so far. That's crazy. Um, Oswald has 118 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Receiving in uh, Mason Miller, or uh, Ole Shevchenk leads them uh, with 185 yards, five touchdowns. He's pulling in catches for 23, uh, 0.1 yards, uh, yards a catch. Then we got Mason Miller uh, coming coming close second there. Uh, we talked about him on the D. We haven't even mentioned him on the defensive side of the ball, but he's got 147 yards, um, 10 receptions, one touchdown. And then you know defensively, what's he got now? Like six interceptions or something like that, five, inter- five interceptions. And three, and three fumble recoveries. Yeah, they've got ten interceptions as a team. That's that's insane. Yeah, they – Well, they, I mean, I don't know if they lead the state, but they sure lead Southeast Iowa. I think 18 team turnovers, I think Scott said. Um, yeah. In, in Somewhere in that neighborhood, give or take, uh, so even more than Keokuk. Yeah, um, and we got to mention Drew Deers too because uh, you know his defensive stats are just outrageous. He's already got forty-four total tackles, thirty-one solo, and five tackles for a loss. So, you know he's been he's been flying around back there. Colton Lichty kind of sticks out too. He's got thirty-one and a half tackles, twenty solo, nine tackles for a loss. So yeah, those um, guys are real busy, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But what about uh, let's let's not let's not skip over Mason Miller. Mason Miller is an elite defensive player, a, a returning first. Team all staters, yeah, and we don't talk about way. him enough. I wouldn't be throwing his way. I would be throwing his way on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And he's a, just a weapon on both sides. I mean, he's leading him in receptions too. So you know, he's a lengthy kid, lengthy kid, pretty athletic. So, um, you know, it's you know we're seeing him uh, thrive out there. So, so your paper, your paper is going to get some pictures from this one. Yeah, we should. We're gonna get whoever is heading up to Washington tonight. Uh, he's gonna swing through uh, Wayland and take some pictures of this game. So, well, that's good. It's gonna be. I, that's a man. That's about as good as football. High school football gets, isn't it? So yeah, you know, especially when these two teams, you know, uh, have been kind of dominant in sports these past couple of years. Whenever they go at it, you know, it's set to be a set to be a real, real good, uh, real good game. Well, but if you want to keep moving here, I know we spend <laughs> I spend a lot of time talking about all the stats and things like that. But well, we got to put uh, it out there, though. <laughs> right. Um, so next is the other game we're going to be at. One of one Andy or I will be at was uh, is going to be Cardinal at Van Buren. Um, Van Buren's homecoming. They're two and two. Obviously coming off that real tough loss to a now number one ranked um, Pella Christian. Um, at oh, least wow. that full. They're they're ranked number one. Um, Cardinals 0-4. Uh, you know, it's been a been a tough test for them uh, this season. Uh, 
losing that big class. I mention that uh, every week, but you well, know, they're, they're getting be- they're getting better every week. So let me throw in a sponsor for this Van Buren game, and that's uh, Jefferson County Realty. Jefferson County Realty, Jeff Alexander. He's been a big supporter of high school sports in the area, and we appreciate him. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, Cardinals had, had a tough road, but they lost a lot uh, from last year. Uh, they're getting better each week. Van Buren's kind of had those kind of now has that senior class, uh, upperclassmen now leading the way that have been through the program. Um, crazy staff area. Uh, Cardinal has absolutely dominated the rivalry in the last four years. They've outscored Van Buren two hundred and two to fourteen in their last in their last four contests. Now Van Buren probably comes in Van Buren comes into this one with a little more a little uh, you know a little more experience things like that. So. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game, but uh, Van Buren probably has the has the edge coming into this one. Well, I I, I definitely like Van Buren. Okay, we're, yeah, we're not playing those the last four years. We're playing this year, and right. this year Van Buren really really uh, yeah. So what? They got beat by the number one team in the state last week. They put right. seventy seven points or something like that on the board the other day. So I I think that uh, this is is a great test. Um, although. I will say Cardinal look has looked better each week, and last week I thought they looked the very best that they looked all year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at looking at Van Buren here, we'll we'll just run through the stats. Obviously, uh, mentioned uh, the the big loss, but um, they've got a lot of a lot of heavy hitters. Jackson Manning's their quarterback. He's over five hundred eighty six yards, seven touchdowns. Anthony Duncan's been his uh, main target, 410 yards uh, receiving. Uh, he's caught three touchdowns. Um, and Sam Worth has 242 yards and four scores on the ground. For Cardinal, uh, Carson Kenny is thrown for 268 yards and a touchdown, rush for 125 yards and a score. Uh, and then Craig Miller has uh, uh, 221 yards and a touchdown. Chase Johnson leads uh, with 157 yards receiving and, and one touchdown. And, um, you know, thus far we – you know, we mentioned, you know, talking about Cardinal. Obviously, they lost to Pekin first game of the season. Pekin's been playing real well. They lost to Central Lee. And then, you know, a real tight one to Davis County, which, Van, you know, Van Buren also lost to Davis County. And the scores were, you know, almost the same, except I believe, uh, I believe, um, oh, yeah, Van Buren lost 26-14 and uh, Cardinal lost 16-6. You know, that kind of says something about uh, the comments and how they've been playing uh, as of late. Obviously, they had that, that tough um, – um, Central Decatur team that you said um, some college coaches were coming to look at, but you know, looking at Van Buren, you're just looking, you know, to continue where you left off before Pella Christian with the, the dominant uh, Louisa Muscatine uh, game for Cardinal. You're just looking to keep improving uh, um, um, each week, and you know, just you're basically hoping to get better you know, as the season progresses. Well, these are two teams at the opposite end of the spectrum. Van Buren is a senior-laden veteran team with uh, uh, a bunch of guys that have been, been through the wars, you know, and, yep. uh, and Cardinal is all fresh faces, you know? Yep. And, uh, but I do think that they are starting to find their roles. And uh, uh, we've seen them. Um, I thought in the last game they played, I saw a marketable improvement, but they got to start putting some points on the board. Yep. I mean, they've been playing pretty good defense too. Yeah, they just they just got to find that answer on the offensive end, and you know they played some good defenses too. You know, we'll say so. Um, you know, just just you know they keep uh, they keep taking it week to week, and uh, you know um, 
they'll keep getting better and then you know that's all you can ask for and they play hard you know that's that's kind of the biggest thing too is, you know well you got any stats for us uh yeah, well, we want to. If we want to move on to the next one, we mentioned Pella Christian. Well, well uh, um, they're heading to. Uh, they're heading well, to Sigourney. You got any stats on the Van Buren or, or uh, Cardinal teams? Oh yeah, I, I read them. Oh okay, all right. Sorry, yep, yep. we got a little lost in the in the mix. No, now. you're good. You're good. So um, if we're doing if we're doing the Sigourney uh, game. Yep. I want to thank uh, Helmuth Ford of Sigourney for their sponsorship of the program and both baseball and football, they've been uh, uh, a big help to us. So, uh, Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa. Yeah, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Pella Christian, uh, now ranked number one um, in, in the Gazette Bowl. Um, you know, they uh, they beat uh, Van Buren 45 nothing last week. Um, Sigourney Kyoto has been playing out of their minds as of late, beating ranked Centerville and then big win uh, over Pleasantville 35-13 this last week. Uh this is probably their biggest test uh, of, the, of the season so far. Obviously, they played that great Durant squad who's now ranked, I believe, sixth or seventh um, week one. But Bella uh, Christian is, a, is, a, is another monster. Um, but, you know, a great test for the, for the Cobras coming to this one for a team that's been playing so well as of late. Um, so this is going to be just, uh, you know, all around a great test to see where Sigourney is really at. Because, if you know, they, they keep it close, you're thinking, well, oh, Sigourney needs to be, you know, being talked about. They're playing the number one team, like, you know, this tight. Boy, Sigourney's, Sigourney's uh, uh, they played uh, the number five or six team in the state. They they played uh, up a, a level with uh, Mid-Prairie, who's uh, right on the bubble of the top ten. They played the top ten team in Centerville and beat them. Uh, had a tough win against uh, uh, Pleasantville last week, a conference win. Uh, on the road, they just look like one of the best teams around. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, they're they're playing that kind of ground and pound football, and uh, you know, it seems to be working. And you know, after those first two losses, they kind of came out and was like, "Well, you you know, people were kind of starting to think that you know they they lost what they were doing, you know, what they had last year." Um, and, you know, people were starting to think, you know, oh no, let's. You know, Sigourney's kind of going gone down a little bit, but you know, these past couple of weeks they've kind of shown that you know they're exactly you know they're they're kind of right back where they left off last year. So, uh, you know, great to see uh, what what the Cobras are doing over there. And like I said, it's going to be another big test this week. But uh, you know, they uh, put some points on the board against the number one team, and they're going to be you know they're going to be you know sitting right where where they want to be, and uh, you know with a, with a great performance. Well, uh, yeah, they are playing very yeah. similar to last year. I, I would say the team is uh, right there with them, equal to, you know, where oh, the yeah. team was at this point of the season last year. But they beat uh, Pella Christian last year at, 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 in Pella. And, uh, yep, 2013. Um, but what, what – uh, I know a lot about Sigourney, and, and I, I want to hear their stats, but I, I – Let's talk a little bit about Pella Christian. What do you know about them? I don't know anything about them other than they're they're undefeated, and uh, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know much uh, other. I can run through who they've beaten, uh, beaten real quick. Um, so they uh, beat Des Moines Christian uh, to start the season 56-26, then beat Panorama 61-3, and then beat PCM 28-7, and then Van Buren County last week. Um, 
you know, going through their stats here, we can just read them off quick and we can kind of figure out an idea of, you know, what they're doing. Uh, from, from the stats, it looks like they're a ground and pound team. Uh, their quarterbacks has 310 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He's only, he's only thrown 39 times, completed 23. Um, wow. Now here's where, here's where they pop out here. Uh, I'm going to mess up their names, but that's all right. Uh, so Isaac uh, Kamarin, Kamarinsky uh, has 49 carries for 519 yards, nine touchdowns. Ten, he's averaging 10.6 yards a carry. Um, their leading rusher is uh, Benny Schertz, 57 carries, 577 yards, 10.1 yards per carry, and nine touchdowns. So those two are doing absolute damage, just absolute uh, monstrosities on the ground, it seems like. Both averaging over 10 yards a carry, both nine touchdowns. So it sounds to me as uh, to beat Pella Christian, you got to stop the run. Um, uh, receiving wise, they have a kid with 129 yards receiving, six receptions, three touchdowns. Uh, he's got all the receiving touchdowns. So uh, seems to me that uh, Pella Christian, like I mentioned, is uh, uh, really has a uh, stout ground game. I don't think that uh, of those teams that you listed, I don't think any of them are marketably better than Sigourney, are they? I mean, you know, statistic wise, uh, no. And you know, if you want to mention. Uh, you know, we look at Sigourney, um, you know, last year they had Caden Mullinex on the ground. I believe he, he either was uh, maybe a few hundred yards short of 2,000 yards or was 2,000 yards uh, rushing on the ground. He was just one of the best rushers in the area. Um, you know, this year, um, passing-wise, uh, you know, the Cobras haven't passed a lot. They've only thrown a, t- uh, a total of 26 times, completed 14 for 243 yards, four touchdowns, and three interceptions. So, um you know they've kind of kind of shown they can do that, but they've also kind of struggled in that area. But on the ground, um, uh, you know Cole Clarahan has been huge for them. Um, he's got 481 yards, six six point nine yards per carry, five touchdowns. Um, Isaac Bruns uh, has 279 yards, eight point or eight and a half yards per carry, two touchdowns. Um, and then Sawyer Stout 154 yards rushing. Um, Cole Kendrick 110 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Um, so, you know, we're kind of seeing, this is two teams that are very similar going at it. So, which tells me it's going to come down to, uh, um, it's come, going to come down to defensively. Um, who's going to, who's going to bring uh, the better defense? Who's going to play the better defenses? Who's going to win this game? So. All right. Well, Hey, I want to mention another sponsor that would make sense here in Sigourney and that's, uh, uh, house rep Helena Hayes. She's running for, uh, office there in Sigourney, uh, uh Keogh. Keokuk County and half of Mahaska County, including Oskaloosa. She, she's running on a platform of liberty, family, life. And uh, she wants you to know that she is a big supporter of high school football, baseball, and all athletics. What you got? Yeah, did you give us statistics for Sigourney yet? Yep, I did. Okay. Yep. Well, that's another that's another marquee game, which uh, 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 any, <laughs> all of these games are uh, real big that we've talked about so far. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, we're kind of dwindling down here. Uh, we've got uh, Columbus uh, at Pekin. I believe you said you're going to be at this one, right? Yeah, it's the, um, it's Pekin's homecoming, and uh, I'm bringing me and my grandson and some of his friends. I think uh, we're going to go there at least for the first half, and then come home and check out what else is going on. But uh, it's a big it's a big homecoming week, and uh, everyone around here is all excited about this one. Yeah, um, you know, if you want to go through it, obviously. Uh, we mentioned you know, Columbus's role, and obviously they handled 
you know, the first three opponents, uh, Wise West team, 55-14, Highland, 55-0, Buffalo, 39-19, then beat Lisbon last, beat up on a, a real good Lisbon team, 49-20. Um, Pekin comes in with that win over Cardinal to start the season. I lost to that great Old Burnett team. Um, and then, uh, you know, beat North Cedar 47-6, great performance there. And then they lost that, um, you know, close kind of battle, 21-6 to, to Wapolo. So, um you know, the, the, the big thing for Pekin and Columbus is obviously Columbus's run game. Columbus keeps that run game going. They're going to be, they're going to be just fine. Um, Pekin's got to figure out a way to stop that run game, which is no one's been able to do so far. Um, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup on the ground for, uh, on, on the ground for, um, uh, Pekin. Uh, but you know, they've, They've shown that they have, you know, their defense has improved a lot since last year. So um, it should be an all-around good test for uh, Pekin. Um, and, you know, Columbus is just going to try to continue to keep doing what they've done all season long, and that's just pound the ball down down defense's throat. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this one plays out. Um, but it's going to come down to uh, rushing game and defense. Yeah, it's a, it's, this is going to be a great, a great game, but uh... – uh, let's talk a little bit about Pekin's defense because I think that's uh, uh, an underreported area of their improvement. And uh, Scotty Long says uh, this, or Scotty Melvin says this, there's a kid named Long, I believe. And uh, he's got three turnovers, this intercept, a combination of interceptions and uh, fumble recoveries. Uh, wh- who do you see leading this uh, Pekin defense? Well, you just said Luke Long. Um, you know, Luke Long's. Um probably one of the, uh, you know, better athletes that, um, that we kind of, uh, rec- you know, think of around the area too. Um, you know, he's one of Pekin, his name pops up, it seems like in Pekin for every sport. Um, you know, he leads them, uh, offensively. Um, you know, he's their quarterback. Yeah. He leads them passing with 165 yards, two touchdowns. And he also leads them on the ground with 100, 214 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so, and last year he led them in receiving, I believe he had like 40 some receptions, um, when he wasn't playing quarterback last year and, uh, you know, this year, um, you know, defensively he's got, uh, let me find it here. It says, well, for fumbles, you mentioned, it says that they only have two fumble recoveries, but I'm not sure if they've completely updated their stats. So. Um, you know, the, the big, the eye pop, the things that are popping out on their defensive statistics here is, you know, their big ones are Logan Baker. Uh, he's leading them in tackles pretty handedly with, uh, uh, 29 and a half tackles, 19 or 18 solo. And then Jake, or Blake Jewell with 23 and a half and, uh, um, eight solo. So, um, those two seem to be kind of their heavy hitters on defense, but, uh, you know, Luke Long offensively is kind of their main, their, their leading man. And then, uh, Yes, I know he also fly. It looks like he also flies around the def- on the defensive side of the ball too. So, um, you know, basically, like I mentioned, the biggest thing is if uh, the Panthers can slow down that uh, that Columbus run game, which, um, as you know, like I mentioned, no one's been able to do so far. So that's going to be the ultimate test for for Pekin in this one. And then you know, Columbus is just going to try to keep the run game going and. You know, I saw we mentioned their passing game. I saw them throw three times. They completed one last game, but it was a 31-yard completion. Nice ball in the top from uh, uh, Jeff Hoback, the quarterback. Uh, he only has 53 yards <laughs> passing on the season on two two completions. 
Um, but, you know, they can throw the ball, and their coach kind of said that to me. Uh, you know, we can throw the ball. We just haven't had to yet. And, you know, that's in large part due to Tristan Miller and Kane Amagon. Uh, Kane Amagon leading him with 631 yards, seven touchdowns, 13.7 yards per carry. Tristan Miller, and he's only a junior, by the way. And Tristan Miller is a, is their senior um, uh, running back. He's rushed for 527 yards, 17 yards per carry, and eight touchdowns. Um, so you know that's the name of the game. Uh, well, who well, can as a team, as a team, I think they get 11 yards per carry. I mean, uh, 12 and a half. <laughs> 12 and a half yards per carry as a team. You know, it, it, I, I I get it. It's hard to it's hard to throw the ball when you're getting a first down and a half every every time you hand the ball off. Right. I mean, why would you? I mean, it's you know, if it ain't broke, quit don't, don't stop think, doing it. You know, don't stop doing it. Yeah. And you know, defensively too is uh, you know, uh, you know, Columbus was really able to stop. Uh, um, it was really able to shut down Lisbon too. You know, mostly uh, Lisbon was able to pass the ball well. Lisbon is a good passing team, uh, but on the on the in the run game, you know, Columbus is one one of the better defenses in the area stopping that run game. So, uh, you know, um, it's going to be tough for Pekin to run and. You know, it's going to be a tough test for, for Pekin um, just all around because, you know, Columbus is clicking on both sides of the ball right now. Well, well, Pekin, you're a much improved team offensively and defensively. You put a lot of points on the board. You had a big great breakout game against North Cedar. Uh, you look good in, in every aspect of the game has improved. You're, the, the, the penalties have almost disappeared from last year, or at least, you know, we're not seeing the, uh, a third of the penalties. And uh, – uh, uh, but this this Columbus team is is uh, is every bit the the seventh uh, rated team in the state, at least in one poll, or ninth in one poll and seventh in another. But uh, uh, they're having a great team. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, 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 Columbus is going to be a handful tonight. Yep. So. Yeah, moving moving right along here. Uh, we've got two more two more left. I'll try not to uh, ramble on as much as I did the last oh. <laughs> the last game, but. Uh, well, we've got Highland next, and, you know, what you expect is they've got another uh, tough opponent. No surprise there. Uh, you know, uh, Highland's played East Buchanan, Columbus, Wilton, North Cedar, all losses. Uh, they're and now they get right Durant. Now. What? And now they get Durant as a reward. Alburnett. Oh, well, Alburnett, I mean, yeah. Yep. And Alburnett just lost to East Buchanan last week, but they had wins over Northland, uh, Pekin, and Lisbon. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, Olbernet's been playing great this season. Obviously, East Buchanan, I believe, was ranked number one at one point in time. I'm not sure what they're ranked. Still ranking the top ten, though. Um, so, you know, we mentioned Highland coming in with a lot of new faces. Um, it's been tough for them this year, and it doesn't get any easier this week. They just have one – they have the toughest – I think they've had the toughest schedule of every team I've, I've, I've been talking to. Yeah, I would agree. I mean – I mean, if you look at their schedule, East Buchanan, I believe they were ranked number one, ranked either top five or number one. They were number one. First game of the season. Yep. Columbus wasn't ranked, but look at them now. They are. Wilton was ranked uh, inside the top five, I believe. And then North Cedar wasn't ranked, but, um, you know, another another tough outing for them there. But, you know, they go right back to rank, ranked opponents this week. So. Yeah, it's, it's tough sledding for them. But uh, what do you got on that game there? Yeah, just, you know, going through some of the uh, people that stick out. Uh, 
or players that stick out for Highland. Sage Harley Norman uh, is, is their quarterback. Has completed 18 passes, 309 yards, and touchdowns. He's also got 184 rushing yards. That leads the team. Um, Ethan Paisley is their main receiver. Uh, eight receptions, 158 yards. Um, Logan McFarland has 13 tackles and uh, three tackles for a loss for, for the Huskies. Um, uh, and then Alburnett, uh, if you want to mention, you know, somebody that stands out for them is their quarterback. He's completed 46 uh, passes. Uh, he's completed 59% of his, uh, that's his uh, percentage, uh, or his passing uh, completion percentage. He's got 681 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, looks like they do a lot of their damage to the, to the ground or uh, through the air. Uh, Carson Colsterman is the run, is the running back. 256 yards, four touchdowns. He's only averaging 3.8 yards a carry. Uh, got a couple receivers here. Main receiver, 14 reception. Grayson uh, Carolyn, Carolyn, 319 yards, 22.8 yards per catch. Uh, they've got, let's see, one, two, three, four receivers uh, averaging over 10 yards a catch. So, um, you know, it's a pass-heavy. looks like they're, they're a pass-heavy offense, um, the Pirates there. So, uh, just an all-around another, another real tough matchup against another ranked opponent here for, for Highland. But, you know, just for Highland, you just got to take it one game at a time. Just try to improve uh, each and every week because, you know, playing these good teams is going to help them in the long run. All right. Well, let me read off some more sponsors because I've been get, forgetting to do it. Uh, LCskitchen.net out of Copic, Iowa. They have all the dry ingredients for everything you need. Uh, they have some of the best dip mixes that you could ever ever get you can get all their products on uh, online uh, uh i want to mention uh beyond beautiful benches of richland iowa as well as henshaw trailer sales of richland iowa and patrick's power wash is uh, uh a young kid that's a coach of the pecan panthers and he does a little power washing on the side and uh, we did a little episode for him yesterday so i'm giving him a plug this week too sounds good well what else we got we got 10 minutes left yeah, well, this is. I'll make it. I'll keep it quick. This is our last game here. Mid, uh, centrally head uh, head to Mid Prairie. Um, you know, Mid Prairie. Uh, uh, you know, started the season with uh, two wins. A loss to a tough Regina Catholic squad uh, in week three. Uh, beat up on every Eddieville Bla- uh, down Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont last week, fifty six nothing. And then you look at Centrally, obviously, you, I know you've talked about them getting a little better. Obviously, they played Williamsburg last week. so Yeah, Williamsburg and yeah, Midbury, they ain't doing them no favors, is it? Nope. Um, but, you know, this week, it should be it should be an all-around, uh, should be a pretty good game between these two teams. Um, you know, I think they're, I think Midbury pro, probably has the edge um, coming in talent-wise, but, uh you know, centrally shown uh, that they can, you know, they can play play some good football. So uh, uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Mid Prairie is obviously looking to improve to uh, uh, four and one and two and zero oh in their uh, district. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that's uh, uh, you got any? Did you read the stats on Mid Prairie? Yeah, I'll read them real quick. So Colin Miller is their quarterback, two hundred twenty nine yards, uh, four touchdowns. Uh, uh, on the ground, Braden Harley's been pr- uh, pretty pretty great for them. Uh, he's got 93 carries, 662 yards. Uh, he's running for 7.1 uh, yards a carry, nine touchdowns. Uh, Receiving-wise, Kane Brown's their leader. 151 uh, yards, eight receptions, two touchdowns, 18.9 yards per catch. Um, and then uh, he yeah, Brown is also leading them in tackles with 22 total, eight solo. Um 
So, uh, you know, uh, turnovers have kind of been a little a little bug for the uh, for the Golden Hawks thus far, but uh, they'll look to get, uh, pick up their second uh, win in a row here uh, with a win over the Hawks of uh, Central Lee. So should be an all-around good game, though, because uh, both both have been centrally shown that they could play some good ball against some good teams, and obviously they had a great test last week uh, in Mid-Prairie. just looking to uh, keep winning after the win last week and a couple tough losses. So well, uh, Mid-Prairie, uh, with the win here, they'll edge a little closer to the top ten, maybe uh... – There'll be some upsets in the top 10 that will help push them forward. But we've got a lot of teams on the, on the edge of the top 10. Do, do we or do we not? Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, they're getting that, that recognition, especially, especially from up in the Des Moines area. So are you able to vote yet or is it just Andy? Just Andy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that how that process works or if they just he just gets asked or what. I'm not sure how that all works. Well, I hope someday you and uh, Scotty Melvin can vote so we can get some more uh, uh, eyes-on professionals in the area. Well, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? Nope, I think we covered all the games. Just, uh, you know, just mentioned it's another exciting week of football. And, um, you know, know, just to focus on the other sports too, just uh, we got some great volleyball, great cross-country so uh, get out, and I always say this on every time I'm on, I'm on uh, air. I suppose is uh, you know get out and support uh, your local athletes, whether it be you know those three sports and you know uh, sports throughout the year. So and mention your show with Andy. Yeah, uh, so we've got Andy and I do uh, um, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk uh, every Wednesday at two o'clock. You can tune in to uh, on Facebook or well, on Spotify now too. Uh, um, in YouTube, if you go to Washington Live, uh, Mount Pleasant Live, Fairfield Live, you can tune in, uh, watch us live, talk about uh, all the sports in the area from the past week, and then uh, uh, you know looking ahead at the at the week to come. So, if you just just another way to get your your sports information, come tune in, come check us out. Uh, greatly appreciate it. So, cool little thing we're doing now. Well, that's Hunter Moeller from the Southeast Iowa Union. Give me all the. All the updates he can give you in just under an hour. Well, thanks for being with us, Hunter. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it anytime. It's game day, and uh, as the song says uh, from Deep Purple, things are getting tighter. Thanks for being with us, folks.